Hey loves, and welcome to the House Your Heart podcast. My name is Jess, and I'm so excited to have you share this space with me while we chat all things connection, vulnerability, and self-development. I trust that you can use this episode as a reminder to check in with your heart, and also as encouragement to create deeper connections with the people around you. And with that, guys, let's head into today's episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the How's Your Heart podcast. I am Jess. If we haven't chatted before, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, my goodness. Today is a day for celebration because today is the last episode of season two, which is just a point for celebration, quite frankly. I'm so grateful to have been able to make it this far and for you guys to have followed me along on this beautiful journey. Um, it has been a wild ride, 2023 already, and I'm just so stoked for not only season three, but the seasons to come as well. I'll be taking a week break after this episode goes live, so we'll be back on the 27th of Feb. Yeah, 27th of Feb with season three, um, which is super exciting. So make sure you catch up on all the episodes that we've done, especially the ones with the guests, whether that is Carly or Lauren or Elle. Those episodes were amazing and I'm just so grateful they were able to come on the podcast. But I thought I would give you guys a few updates um, on what's been going on in my life um, because I feel like we haven't been out of chat for the longest time. Um, So I moved house, which is super exciting. That's probably update number one. Um, Moved house on Monday last week. So literally a week I've been in this new place and it is amazing. If you listen to my episode um, all about what's been going on for the past 20 years for me, you would know that... A sense of home has been something that has been really absent from my life for probably about the last five years and being able to call this place home and to make it feel really homey has just felt so amazing um, to be able to come home. Obviously, I work split shifts as a fitness coach, so I spend a lot of the middle of the day at home and doing this podcast in a space that feels really beautiful and homey and safe just is Oh, it makes my heart so happy and I'm just feeling so grateful and I get to watch the water from my bedroom. But yeah, I'm just feeling so happy and healthy in this new place and I'm really excited for the months and years to come whilst I'm in this new place. But update number two is I have started a new challenge, I guess. Um, You guys have probably heard of the 75 hard, which is a challenge, 75 days and you have five rules to follow. Um, I used to do those challenges and I did them from self-hatred and I did them from a really poor mental space because I didn't really like how I was feeling in my body and so I wanted to change that and I used to use those and gravitate towards those challenges in a really toxic way. Um, But this time, I feel like I have grown so much as a person. I've grown so much in my sense of self and my relationship to myself. And now I am doing the 75 hard, but I've changed it. And it's called 75 self-commitment. And it is going to be 75 days of no alcohol, of movement, of reading 10 pages of a nonfiction book, which is one of the original rules. And I think that was really just such a great one. I've been really slack on my reading lately. So I'm super excited to be able to read some of the books that I've recommended to you guys again and to explore some new ones as well. I really want to read The Body Keeps the Score. So if you want to follow along with me, 
we'll do it together um i think that'll be a really heavy but really powerful book so i'm pretty excited for that one and no alcohol as well because if you follow along on the instagram you would see that i really open up about struggling on the weekends and it's because we usually have a few drinks on the weekends and there's a really lack of routine um across those few days and I find that either Saturday night or Sunday, I just end up feeling really low and I end up feeling like I need to piece myself back together bit by bit because I alcohol really does me dirty. It really um, sends my mental space spiraling and I find that it triggers my ED so heavily, unlike anything else. I find that alcohol is more of a depressant for me rather than something that brings me a good time and connects me with people. It really just sends me spiraling. So one of the rules, I guess, for my 75-day self-commitment is to stop alcohol, be sober for 75 days and see how that changes things and see how much fun I can have on the weekends without having to always rebuild myself back together on Sunday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because usually it takes me a few days to rebuild myself anyways. So that's all the updates I have for you guys. Just a little bit of insight as to what's been going on in my life and what's going on for the next few months, the next 75 days at least. Feeling really excited about it, excited to prioritize myself and to see how that sets me up for the next six months because obviously I'm not going back to uni for the next six months so I'm really trying to use this time as my self-commitment time this privilege that I have to be able to engage with myself and to engage with the podcast and to engage with you guys and to grow that grow within myself and just have a great time just have a great first six months of 2023 but today's episode we are going to finish off this season two all about the self with a banger (laughs) um something that we can all relate to that we have all been through that we are all struggling with and that is self-sabotage and why that happens how it happens how we can recognize how we can overcome is everything that we're going to talk about in this podcast episode today because i find everyone goes through moments of self-sabotage even phases of self-sabotage for me it is something that comes up pretty much in my day-to-day my week-to-week and it is something that i have learned to recognize and then I guess overcome but I'm still on my journey with it as well and I just want to be open about that I don't think that self-sabotage is ever something that will completely go away Um, but being able to have the tools and support within you to be able to stop it in its tracks when we do start faltering um, is how we can save ourselves a lot of heartache and grief but I thought I would give you let's do a little bit of an anecdote throwback um (laughs) as to my experience with (laughs) self-sabotage cool awesome sorry siri just played up on me she just responded to this whole podcast she recorded it (laughs) okay so i thought in light of valentine's day being tomorrow currently filming this on the 13th of feb i would bring you back to a beautiful stunning time in my life where I was in a situationship that I definitely fell in love with yeah it was a moment of self-sabotage for sure so essentially what happened in this situationship was I was feeling really lonely and I was feeling really 
worthless. I was feeling really just like love wasn't for me. I was dating around a little bit and I just couldn't find anyone who I really liked or who really liked me either. But I found this one guy and we started hanging out a little bit and we started going on a few dates, I guess. I guess there were dates. I'm not really sure. Um, still quite not sure. Um, and then I guess we start, I started getting feelings for him. He didn't really get feelings for me at all um, throughout this whole process, but I didn't realize that until it was too late. And during the situationship, there was a whole lot of love blowing going around and poor treatment and just abuse of my time and energy. But at the same time, I was allowing it because I felt like I wasn't really deserving of a real loving relationship. And so I just settled for this situationship. I thought, you know what? I don't think anyone can really love me at this point. So this is probably the best love I'm going to get. <laughs> so I'll just settle for it. But at the end of the day, it just led me to heartbreak because I self-sabotaged. It honestly just led me to hit the ground. And I was in a really rough state after that because it reinforced this idea that I wasn't deserving of love, I wasn't deserving of a relationship, I wasn't deserving of a partner and it was self-sabotaging because it led me to feel worse about myself and it didn't align with my core values of a really strong, beautiful connection with someone and I wasn't able to be vulnerable with him at all and it was a really toxic situationship, that's for sure. But I think this is a really important reminder or reflection for me because there are two types of self-sabotage and I really want to dive into those now because I think they are so important to recognize and apply to the different situations in your life. So the first one is unconscious self-sabotage, which is when you unknowingly act or think or make decisions that impact on your mental or physical health. And I really found that in that situationship, initially I was unconsciously self-sabotaging, but then as it progressed and as I started to do more thinking, as my friends started saying, Jess, this is not good. There are so many red flags here. Get out. Um, I started to realize I was consciously self-sabotaging. And that is when you are knowingly acting, thinking or making decisions that impact on your mental or physical health. But you might not have the tools or support to stop. And it can feel like you're chronically doomed to engage in destructive behaviors. And I know that I felt like that a lot during that situationship because... I was like, well, there's nothing better. This is just what's going to happen. And I guess the only way it's going to stop is if he breaks up with me and he ends it because I don't have, I guess, the self-respect um, or the self-love to be able to get out of this. And so I just thought I was doomed in this situationship until it ended. Um, but it comes back to a few reasons why we self-sabotage. And I think it's really important to point out and to recognize, honestly, recognizing that we are self-sabotaging or why we are self-sabotaging is one of the first ways to overcome it because without recognizing it, it will just go unconscious and we won't be aware of the damaging, destructive behaviors that we're engaging with. 
Um, so the first one is we are people pleasers and we don't want to set and hold boundaries because we want to avoid conflict. I find that I'm definitely a people pleaser. It is a journey that I'm trying to get over, that's for sure. But um, holding up those boundaries, setting boundaries that might actually induce conflict from another person can be really quite scary, especially when that has been really unsafe for us in the past. Maybe it was from a childhood trauma um, that we result to these people-pleasing tendencies. Um, but it can often lead to self-sabotage. And another way we can do this is we have been modeled behaviors by our caretakers and then just have been emanating them ever since. And I find this is particularly um, evident when we take on our parents' fears. So this is a really base level example but my mom is really scared of snakes and I too now am really scared of snakes and it's become irrational to the fact that I was recording this episode about 20 minutes ago but it cut out and I decided not to work for me so we had to restart Um, but I thought I saw a snake in the grass outside my window and I was like kind of had a freak out moment turned out it was just a leaf Um, but just goes to show irrational fears come up every day just because that was what I was emanated as a kid and what I was taught to fear. But this can also come down to, um, who you can trust or it can come to your money mindset. It can come to your relationship mindset, any of those sorts of things. It can also come in the form of avoiding rejection or neglect in a relationship. And I find this is really common when we start engaging in a new relationship or when a relationship starting to get really serious and we start sabotaging it because we don't want to get vulnerable with them. We don't want to get hurt if they all of a sudden we open up and they reject us or they start neglecting us and then we feel like we're in this vulnerable position where maybe we love them maybe we have feelings for them and then we end up getting heartbroken and that's really scary and feels really unsafe for us um but in a way we're not allowing ourselves to open up to relationships that might be really beneficial that might be really good that might just even be a really nice experience but because we're really scared of that rejection and feeling neglected we self-sabotage and we sabotage the relationship completely Completely. Another way is we brought on new habits to survive during a quote unquote hard time or stressful time, but now that time has passed and we use it as a coping mechanism. And I talked about this in the episode where we talk about joy being a trauma response. And I find this is super common, especially for people who struggle to rest, myself included, um, when work is feeling really overwhelming and I have these adaptions where maybe I sleep a little bit less or I don't meditate because I feel like I need to get more work done or I don't journal that day because I'm busy seeing someone and making a connection or I have an appointment or something like that. And when I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I make those adaptions, that's really good because we are able to adapt to the situation that we are in. But when that time passes, when work starts to become less stressful, when we are put in a position where we can relax a bit more, actually settling down and relaxing can be really hard and feel 
more unsafe than the stressful state. So we start coping with these adaptions. So whether that is still sticking to a sleep routine that actually leads us to feel tired all the time. Maybe we're only getting five hours of sleep a night. Our body really needs eight. Like maybe we're just sticking to that. Maybe we are still neglecting our meditation practice because, oh, we haven't done it in a few weeks. I don't really know how to do it anymore. really just can't be bothered so I'm just not going to do it when you know that that really helps your mental health like we start using those adaptions as our coping mechanism to not rest and to feel like we are still being productive or we are still um, in that highly stressed state because that's now what feels safe another way that self-sabotage can show up is feeling really undeserving of things due to trauma and I find this a lot in the form of insecurity. So when I'm feeling really insecure in myself, I attach really heavily to my inner critic. And then it leads me to that undeserving or worthlessness story that keeps coming up. My inner critic loves to run with those and they just write a whole book on it in my head and reads it aloud for every single cell to absorb. And I find this comes up a lot when I have worked really hard for something and then maybe I'm getting awarded or I'm getting congratulated and I feel really undeserving of that affirmation and that validation for how hard I've worked because I don't feel like I deserve good things and I don't feel like I'm a good enough person to have such a good thing. And that can just lead me to self-sabotage because then next time I'm less inclined to do all the hard work and to actually indulge in that celebration or that good thing to come. Okay, so how do we recognize if we are self-sabotaging? I find there are usually two kind of strains people go down. Sometimes you can go down both. I sometimes do. Um, But there's two main fears that come up. So number one is fearing success. Number two is fearing failure or being a perfectionist. So number one, fearing success. This usually comes up in the form of imposter syndrome, feeling like you don't belong there, um, feeling undeserving or like it was all down to luck, like the work you put in actually was invalid, like you just can't see that all the hard work that you put in so you think everything was down to luck. I really find that fearing success can often look like invalidating or not acknowledging all the hard work that you put in and so you really just think oh like I'm just lucky to be here um when in actual fact you put in so much hard work you put in so much hard work to get there um I also find it comes up in insecurities in your abilities so I find this particularly in my ability to love like for example if I am getting into a relationship or I'm starting to get to know one someone I find that I feel really insecure in my ability to love them I think I don't have the time or the space or you know the energy to be able to love them in the way that they need or I don't have the time space and energy to be able to love them in the way that I want to love them I've fallen so deeply in love with them but I don't know if I'm going to be able to love them in the way that I want to love them in the way that they need and so I just cut myself off I self-sabotage and I go no I can't do it I can't love when in actual fact I know deep down I am such a lover at heart and I'm such a hopeless romantic and if I fall for you I fall so so hard um 
and I love people so deeply too and I know how to show that and I love talking about love languages too but when in times when I'm fearing the success or a good thing to come I self-sabotage because I'm really insecure about that ability but it can also come up in feeling insecure in your ability to move past a bad habit or to grow or to heal Um, I think that is such an important part when it comes to our healing Um, journey because when we have been perpetuating these self-sabotaging habits for so long and living in that lifestyle it's really hard to imagine what life would be like if we were to grow if we were to stop doing that bad habit and so we find it easy to attach to this story that oh we just aren't able to do that we don't have the capacity to grow we don't have the capacity to create create that life for ourselves when we actually can We just need to believe in ourselves and stop engaging in these self-sabotaging behaviors. I also think that when we focus on those negative emotions, they can just become excuses for why you aren't able to move on. And that can either be imposter syndrome, feeling undeserving or feeling insecure in your abilities. And then using that as kind of like, I guess, the grasp on why you are being complacent in the position that you're in why you're being complacent in continuously engaging in self-sabotaging behaviors but if we're not fearing success maybe we're fearing failure or we're being a perfectionist so I find this can come up in relationships or not only with ourselves but also with others whether we are pointing out our own flaws, pointing out our partner's flaws, or we're just expecting ourselves or our partner to be perfect, or we just won't be in a relationship with them. And my best friend, Josie, she says this all the time, um, when she's talking to myself and Hannah about our relationships or, you know, lack thereof, she always says like, but they'll just you'll grow together you'll grow together like they don't have to be perfect to start off with you aren't perfect to start off with you're not perfect going into it so why would you expect that of them and I think that is such an important message because when we're kids we're taught like oh who is your dream man like let's draw them up and it's like oh but they might not be that (laughs) like they might not be perfect they might just make you feel comfortable and safe and heard and loved and they might treat you really well that would be really good too that would be a really good outcome I also find that fearing failure can come in the form of being indecisive or procrastinating and feeling the need to make the perfect decisions all the time or the world will end. I find this a lot in how's your heart content and everything with the podcast because I'm like I really want to create these perfect episodes and these perfect Instagram posts but what ends up happening is I just leave something on my to-do list for a long time or I procrastinate doing something and I just leave it as an open tab because I'm not sure how to make the perfect decision rather than just making a decision and figuring it out as we go along. At the end of the day when it comes down to it showing up imperfectly is also just good too. Another way fearing failure can show up is distracting yourself from negative emotions or injuries and for any of my athletes or people who train out there um, ignoring your emotions and your injuries injuries specifically is such a big form of self-sabotage because without allowing your body to rest and to recover and to rehabilitate um, so that you are not injured and you're not continuously overworking or straining that muscle or that ligament um, is so important and I see it so often as a fitness coach 
people come in with injuries and you just like why don't do it you're self-sabotaging you're just going to end up getting more hurt um especially when you don't have the guidance of like a physio or a chiropractor in there as well or a gp also distracting yourself from in negative emotions is also just as bad because um those emotions will just stock up build up within you within you and um they'll come out one day and probably not in a way that you will like um but let's talk about how we can overcome self-sabotage because i think that's also a really important factor to come into it it's probably like step two step three of self-sabotage and learning how to overcome it okay let's talk about how to overcome self-sabotage we've gone through what self-sabotage is how to recognize it now let's take some steps to overcome it and to start putting those stops in those turn points in when we start faltering um and leading down leading ourselves into that path of self-sabotage so the first one is to recognize that self-sabotage is usually a an emotional response to trauma and generally comes from our childhood so coming back to that fact that it's not your fault that those things have happened to you but it is your responsibility to work on and I don't want to come at that because I know I used to take that quote and run with it in a really bad direction I'd say oh it's my responsibility to do that so that everyone else is safe and it's like yeah that's important but it's also your responsibility to work on it for you and if you're wanting to create this beautiful life that we all dream of um, everyone's is unique but if you want your dream to become a reality it's your responsibility to work on these self-sabotaging behaviors and actually come down to the emotional trigger that's coming up so that you're able to create that life you're able to live that life the second one i want to dive into is creating space between your thoughts and behaviors and the best way to do this is to work backwards from the result so find that end result that happens after a moment or a falter with self-sabotage so whether that is binge eating whether that is scrolling on your phone for five hours whether that is ending up in a relationship or ending up in heartbreak because you engaged in a situationship or a relationship that wasn't good for you that was a self-sabotaging behavior find that end result now we're going to work backwards we're going to separate ourselves from our thoughts and we're going to create a timeline of the self-sabotaging behaviors so how we can do this is ask ourselves these questions so what self-sabotaging behavior pattern is one that keeps coming up in your life what keeps going on what is the result what is the one thing that keeps coming up in your life that makes you feel really awful and then what are the steps that led you there what triggers each step and a way you can do this is starting off creating a timeline so start with the result why response to that why response to that this is one of the best ways to figure out that root emotion or trauma which is the next question which is why do you think this shows up initially what is the origin feeling or trigger and then once we get to that we can actually start working with that root trauma so we're able to reduce that opportunity of that self-sabotaging behavior from being triggered generally these root emotions and traumas that we're talking about come down to one of three things failure rejection and boundaries and one way we can do this work through this and get comfortable with this is through radical acceptance probably one of the best ways that i would suggest 
to start practicing this radical acceptance is through self-awareness and affirmation. So I talk about this all the time, but breathing or meditation, EFT tapping, which is emotional freedom technique tapping, um, is something that I've recently started diving into. And obviously you can research it online, but it is using tapping or touch on your body to reinforce a message or an emotional freedom within your body and i find that it has been really good using affirmations as a form of eft tapping it really just reinforces new messaging into my brain rather than just having this self-hatred thought train keep going around through my mind another way is just self-compassion obviously self-compassion is a quality that we should all try and strive for and create a little bit more of in our lives but knowing that self-sabotage comes from unmet needs and that it is a lifelong journey can really help us put it into perspective you know we will fall and falter a lot during this journey of working to overcome self-sabotage but every time we get back up we're making a stronger mind and a stronger connection through those neural pathways for next time so that that habit that self-sabotaging behavior becomes less of an option it doesn't get triggered as often that pattern that lead up towards that trigger and that end result becomes less frequent and obviously we can show ourselves self-compassion in a lot of ways but ways that I've really found help is writing letters to myself and journaling obviously is a beautiful way to do that but also just having your own back and validating your own feelings taking care of yourself as you would someone who is sick and because we are dealing with emotional issues here and mental health issues here we need to be kind to ourselves because dealing and working through those really hard emotions is tiring and I know from personal experience it can just lead us to feel really emotionally exhausted exhausted so giving ourselves grace and self-compassion in times where we are feeling really low and tired is really key here because cognitive dissonance and self-sabotage can kind of go hand in hand where self-sabotage is when our actions are not reflective or contradictory of our core values doing work on our core values really defining those and living by those practicing those is how we can start making sure that that cognitive dissonance is i guess disappearing it's not really there anymore our actions are in alignment with our core beliefs and this is really how we can start eliminating those self-sabotaging behaviors because our self-concept is so defined and then those core values just branch off of that and we are able to show up as a version of ourselves that is really in alignment with how we want to show up and who we want to be and what makes us feel really safe and really loved and really comfortable i think that is just about it on self-sabotage from me today thank you guys so much for coming along on this journey with me today i really trust that you have learned a lot about self-sabotage learned a lot about yourself and come away with a few things to help you along your self-reflection process um like i said this is the last episode for season two so it has been a pleasure talking with you guys and i will see you back on the 27th of feb ready for a beautiful new season this one is going to be a cracker and apart from that stay tuned on the socials if you haven't caught up already catch up on the episodes from the podcast and share them with your friends as well if they help you out go on your hot girl walks together and listen to them um but apart from that guys i'll catch you later and have an awesome rest of your day bye
Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today and listening all the way up until this point. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or if you like to share the message of connection and vulnerability a little bit further, passing on this podcast to someone you love is a great idea as well. If you have any questions for me or would like to connect with my projects further, please join me and a bunch of like-minded, beautiful people over on Instagram at How's Your Heart Pod. Apart from that, guys, thank you so much again, and I'll chat to you again soon for your next bi-weekly episode. Bye.